Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. My name is Luke Miller, your host, and today we've got another fantastic interview for you today. We have one of the Tile University members, and this is Dan Kasman, the owner of Casco Tile out of New Jersey, and we had a fantastic discussion. My business partner, Grant, joined me to be my co-host, and together, the three of us had a great business discussion. We got into some great details. Who's Dan? Dan is a new, a fairly new business owner, a couple years new business owner. He is a COVID company, as he says. During COVID, he decided, um, well, he, he got laid off or got, um, however the union words that. They were out of work during COVID and he decided, you know what? I've been listening to a lot of Tile Money Business podcasts and I feel confident and competent and ready to start my own business. And that's exactly what he did. So we've got a great interview with a fresh business owner, a couple years fresh, who really opens up and shares the lessons he learned both as being a new business owner, as well as we weaved in some lessons to learn from being a union finisher and getting his start in the union. And so I know you're really going to enjoy this. We covered a lot of ground and it's a fantastic interview with a fantastic person. I am going to let my partner Grant introduce our sponsor, which is happytileguy.com right now. And we'll get right into the interview. If you are Whoops. Are you, if you are in need of a, a, a tile contract website, check out uh, happytileguy.com. But here's Grant to tell you more about it. Yeah, the, the website's especially uh, made for tile contractors. We, we only focus on that. They're search engine optimized, which means it'll help you get found online organically on Google, which obviously can, can mean a lot for you and your business. Not only that, but we, it's basically like a white glove concierge service. We need as little information from you as possible. In fact, we need one intake form and a bit of photos and about information. We take care of the rest, pre-written content, blogs, eBooks, everything ready to go on your site to help you generate leads. Like I said, optimize, we set it up with Google analytics for all the tracking and take care of everything for you. Um, so all that's done for you on the website. We have a special running actually right now in July, $200 off that setup fee, which makes it only two ninety-seven to get started today. And like we talked about on a previous podcast, uh, we're trying to help people get ahead of this uh, possible downturn in the economy and make sure you're staying in front of people, as many people as possible. Also, the website's a huge credibility factor for those that have done it yourself. Those are more like a brochure website. Our websites are professionally designed, developed, ready to go out of the box. You know, in fact, we had a guy that won a hundred thousand dollars job recently, and he right. referenced his website as a big a big factor in that decision process because the client was very impressed with his professionalism and his website uh, definitely spoke to that. So come check us out, happytileguide.com. You can actually schedule a free consultation with me. We'll chat, see if it's a good fit. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to us directly through the website. Right on. Thank you, Grant. Um, yeah, no problem. I mean, I'm happy you're here again, you know. I forgot about our special we're running in July. Yeah. I, need to, I need to remember stuff like that. Yeah, you definitely. Know, and Dan actually has a happytileguy.com website as well, cascotile.com. He does. Um, K-A-S-C-O tile.com if you want to check that out. Let's bring Dan in. Let's do it. What's up, Dan? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing good, brother. Yourself? I'm great, man. Great. Well, man. listen. Give us the, uh, give us your introduction, you know, where you're at and then, you know, give us the 10,000 foot overview of your business. Absolutely. So, um, like you said, you know, I am in New Jersey. Um, I, you know, I was born and raised here. I love it here. You know, you can be in the mountains one day and, and, and on the beach in the same day, you know, a lot of people think New Jersey's a concrete jungle, but no, I'm from the woods of New Jersey, you know, 
Um, I, you know, I've been doing construction since I was like 14 or 15, whether it was pulling wire for a friend's dad who was an electrician or, you know, just stuff around the yard. Um, I got into the tile. Let me say I got into tile when I was about 22, maybe. And then I got into the union, maybe when I was like 23 or 24. And I was doing that, you know, in New York City. And quite frankly, I knew I was I was working to make other people rich. And I got tired. I was getting tired of the commute, you know, sitting in my car for an hour and a half each way every day. Um, and, and, you know, my father and my uncle were both like entrepreneurs, had their own successful businesses and stuff. Um, and I don't know if that has any part of it, but I've just always wanted to like work for myself and not mm-hmm. be beholden to somebody else's schedule, time frame, and stuff like that. Especially when like I like the more artsy side of tile, right? Like the more detail oriented stuff, like the scribe work and laying everything out bef- while it's still looking like while it's down to studs. Still, you know, like I'm trying to yeah. figure out where the tile's going to land with the light switch, you know, um, and do especially in the union by in my experience right you know um to get in with those companies is very difficult because it could be a little clicky so um you know COVID hit i was working at uh, the american dream mall um and I'd, I'd been listening to tile money you know i just found it maybe two months prior to COVID. i was just non-stop while i was working i was sitting there with headphones and grouting and just listening to tile money over and over right yeah. and um i was just like you know i can do this you know like there's so many guys i see who don't do things the right way, you know, and much less even the right way. Just things don't even look good everywhere I would go. I'd be looking at tile and it just looks horrendous. I'm like, these guys have companies and they're making who knows how much money, you know, and they're installing stuff like this. And they're like, I know what I can do, you know? So, um, COVID hit the mall closed down and I was like, you know what? Now's my chance, you know? And, um, I'm a COVID company. And, you know, <laughs> and it's been it's been going great so far. You know, the first year, you know, everyone was talking about the big boom. I'm glad that, you know, I got to start in that time because that first year, you know, it was it was a little tough even still because, you know, getting your name out and everything like that takes time, especially like I haven't been doing tile long enough that I had a steady stream of like side work mm-hmm. or anything. Um, but, you know, we're doing it, you know, and it's it's been going great. And I That's couldn't awesome. be happier. Yeah. That's really cool. So how long were you in the union? Two, three years, did you mention? Or? Not, yeah, not that long. And I was um, in a, what do they call it? They call it finisher is what I was. So I wasn't even installing tile in the union. I was just grouting and making cuts. Sure. Um, I was in the union for three years. I mean, I still have my card. You know, I always have that as a backup. I would never get rid of it. It's just sure. such a pain to get, you know, but um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was just one of those things where it sounds like you're making a lot of money. And I felt like I was working for my retirement. You know what I mean? I couldn't, it was hard to like, especially like my lifestyle. Like I'm always doing things um, or at least trying to. um, And to be able to, in my opinion, to like afford to like, even just the basics, like have a house, have a family and go on vacation once a year. You know, nothing, nothing crazy, nothing like I don't need to be the wealthiest guy in the world. um, But just to have those things and not be worried about money all the time would be very, very difficult in the union unless you're working overtime like crazy. You know, um, but when you retire, you get a nice big paycheck. That's what's nice. Sure. Stuff, but. Yeah. And everybody, you know, everybody's different. I mean, like you say, I mean, there is that security there and, and that career. Yeah. Right. I mean, a lot of people are career orientated to where that really does attract them. But like you say, you know, you, you, you came from um, you had, a you know, your uncle and your father and, a, you know, some other influences on your life that really probably put that seed of entrepreneurship, business ownership in your mind. 
I think it's really cool though that you did get to start, you know, have have a couple years in the union. What what have you taken away from that experience that you're applying in your day-to-day work, if anything? Ooh, that's a good that's a good question. So let's see. First off, you are absolutely right. Like I'm not I'm not trying to talk down on the unions. Right. They are wonderful. I am pro union. You know, I I fully think people should join unions and unionize. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, it's just for me, it's not what I wanted. Other uh-huh. people would be wonderful. Like the benefits, all that stuff's great. Um, right. But for me, it wasn't working. I yeah. would like to reiterate that because I don't want to sound like I'm talking <laughs> to you at all because that's not the case. But um, I learned a lot, man. I got to meet a lot of people. Um, and when I, you know, when I really got into the union, um, I, didn't have all that much experience with tile, you know, uh, just like I said, I was doing it for a couple of years prior to that, but I was also like, I was kind of like the grunt on the job. Like I could, I would help do tile when I didn't have other things to do. Okay. Right. Even though like, I love doing the tile aspect of it. that was my favorite part, but um, I learned that, you know, to work clean, right. Like working clean is, is, is fast. Basically working clean is fast, even though it takes more time, to work clean, it feels like, you know, cause you're working slower, but slow is fast, right? Or right. clean is, wait, there's a way to word that. Um, clean is slow, but uh, clean is fat. Like working clean is, takes a lot more time. Never mind, I'll stop. I, I know. Exactly. <laughs> you know the saying, you know, there's I, a saying, I try to remember what it is. I, I just read it in I, a book the other day. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know the saying off the top of my head, but I know, I know the, the practice, right? Um, it's like prep work with tile. Like, you know, if you spend 60% of your time doing prep work, it could feel like, Oh, this is taking forever. But then that last 40, 30% of actually installing the tile goes so much quicker. And if you get in a hurry and it's the same way with the way we keep our job sites and it translates to our brain, really, no matter what we're working, Mm -hmm. if we keep our brain clean and we have, a schedule in our brain. Okay. I know I'm going to do this, 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 and this is how I'm going to get 10 hours of work done in eight hours rather than, you know, four hours in eight hours. I mean, you want to try to maximize your time. That's how we see guys expediting the process because they've taken the time up front to prepare for a successful day. I mean, when I was contracting, it got to the point where, you know, I couldn't fall asleep without running through every single thing at least twice for, for tomorrow. You know, because I wanted to wake up and get that. I mean, you've got, uh, you know, and you're going to have things come up, you know, that will distract you. So the the better organized you are mentally, job site ways. And, you know, I never worked with the union. I've I've worked with companies kind of similar to unions and they had it structured so that, look, you know, yeah, we slow down and take safety meetings. But guess what? It's going to reduce our injuries 20 percent this year, 30 percent this year. Yeah, we'll take the 30 minutes times, you know, 100 guys. We'll take that investment because it's going to save us injuries. You know, it's going to save mm-hmm. you. It's going to save. So that's kind of the gist of, of what you're saying there. Um, which exactly. I, you know, I kind of figured you'd say something like that because those yeah. are the types of things you learn in an apprenticeship, whether it's union or uh, private, you know, apprenticeship, you know, and that's really the value there. Yeah. Yeah, I learned like basically the best guys I always worked with, and like it, they were clean. And the, my main mechanic that was just, that's what they call the tile setters um, in our area in that union. They call mechanics. My mechanic that I worked with for a long time, he 
always taught me like he was like danny i don't care how long it takes you work clean speed comes with time if you end up you know if you start working and you're dirty all the time and but you're fast it's gonna be a lot harder to slow down and become clean than it is to go the other way around with it you know so i now i always try to be clean you know it was funny i went and i was telling you in the mastermind about the builder i met the other day and um it's funny. I walked in and the two guys, they looked at me and they're like, are you the one that installs the tile? You know, after we had talked for a few minutes, I was like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like I'm, you know, it's just my, my brother and I are the only two in my company. And they're like, Oh man, you're so clean. Especially we're installing tile all day. I was like, I looked at him. I was like, man, I've had this pair of pants for a year and there's like three stains on them. You know, I just, wow. I, I get a little CD about it. I'll be, I'll admit it, but I, <laughs> <laughs> it come, come grout time. Right. I'm so thankful for that, you know, or at the end of the day when I go and, you know, I have to wipe a little bit of thin set off here or there or, or whatever it is. Or, you know, um, when I go to silicone and everything, you know, I'm so grateful that I'm clean because I've been the guy sitting there spending a day and a half right. cleaning, you know, white thin set when I'm about to grout black or brown, yeah. you know, like it's, it's ridiculous. And so I'd rather just take the time and wipe it with a sponge while it's still wet, you know, or whatever it is, just working clean I've, is efficient. Yeah. And like you said, it does translate to your mind. Um, I was reading a book once. I think it was uh, Jordan Peterson's um, 12 Rules to Life or something along those lines. It's a very good book. I highly recommend it. Um, uh, and he was saying that, you know, before you try to go about like fixing everybody else's lives, like clean your home, make, <laughs> make your bed in the morning because like people whose rooms are messy, it translates to like their mind being messy. Right. So the first thing you should do is clean your house and then go about taking on other um, jobs and aspects of life. Goes back to the military. They make their bed every day, right? When they get up, they're yep. very structured. Right? Mm -hmm. And I started doing it a few years ago. My girlfriend and I, like whoever wakes up last, right? right. We, we make the bed first thing, right. first thing out of bed. And, make, and it just, it feels good when you come into your room the other day and everything just looks nice and neat and clean. Yeah. You accomplish something, you check it off the list, kind of yes. starts your day, right? Yeah. I'm curious about the – is it really structured in the union as far as all that stuff goes? Did you – I'm going to give a question is did yeah. you learn stuff from there that translates into being a business owner now for yourself as far as structure and that kind of stuff goes? Well, I mean, I also do full remodels. So mm -hmm. seeing the um, the order of operations when it comes to the giant jobs and just how much – oh, man, it's hard to, hard to put into words. How much – like mistakes of one trade translate into much more work for another trade. It kind of comes back to the whole being efficient and thinking about the, like Luke said, thinking about the entire process through before doing something, because, you know, I, when I walk into a job, let's say I'm thinking about where the molding is going to fall before I'm saying the tile. So that way, when I go to cut the molding, my tiles, not in the, you know, I don't have to go chipping out some, whatever thin set or whatever it is, you know, like I'm, mm -hmm. that's a horrible example because you never, really run into those two things but um you know what i'm trying to say you know yeah. um or figuring out where your niche is going to lie before um before you cut it in so that way you don't get little small slivers and your layout looks horrible you know it's it's kind of the same thing um so learning about the order of operations of things and how you know let's give someone like the room the like the work area to do what they need to do don't try to force too many people into one room that was something we dealt with a lot um, was certain companies would try to force like four trades into a small room. It just slows things down. Right. One's getting each other way. Everything's messy. You don't get as good of a job. So yeah. it translates, you know, 
going back and being efficient and being clean, you know, yeah. and just giving people their time to do their work is how you get the best results. Nice. And so like with my, you know, my brother's my apprentice. Uh, that's how I like to word it. Um, I don't call him a helper because I think that belittles the position. Um, and so he's my apprentice. I'm teaching him. He will eventually be a CTI. We'll get there. But um, he uh, hasn't been doing, he's only been doing tile with me now consistently since I started the business. And he um, was getting much better, but I do the same thing. I tell him, I'm like, look, take your time. Take all day to grout those two walls, which I mean, today we, he was grinding some beveled subway tile and it was taking him some time, you know? And um, as much as I want to go in there and be like, you should be done with this two hours ago and you're halfway done. Um, I'm not going to do that because I know I was in that position and you know, like I know I'm faster grounding now because I, that's what I did in the union. Right. If you ain't, if you're not fast, you're off the job, you know, so <laughs> you grow relatively fast. Um, and, you know, just trying to translate over that over to him. So one day when I have him running the jobs, I want him to do the same thing for other people when right. he's teaching other people. So that's why I'm like trying to uh, take my time and just like, teach him the way I want him to teach other people. You know, I don't want him to necessarily be all in their face and, um, you know, causing like, that name, you know, it sounds like, you know, a lot of discipline built in. I mean, we talk about, you know, making your bed every day and then, yeah. you know, uh, even just cleaning out the, the thin set and the grout joints. I mean, you're so right as a, as an apprentice, as a, as a finisher or an apprentice or a grouter, you you learn like, you learn what not to do because mm -hmm. when an uh, installer is in the situation where they never have to grout again, over time, some of them forget, you know, and mm -hmm. they just don't have to, um, you know, and I imagine in the union, there's a lot of that, you know, messy installers who never have to grout. It sounds like that's the way it's structured, but yeah. it also has trained you what not to do and how to take care of, you know, think about, the person coming behind you and in your case that might be you or your brother you know yeah. so it's really close to home but it's also that self-discipline to think a decade in the future i mean you're you're right now investing in your brother and you know you just said it and it's so rare and you being in business two years i mean man you're gonna go far it's so rare to hear somebody say like i'm thinking about training my apprentice you know in this case your brother because I want him to be able to train somebody in five years, you know, right. 10 years, whatever that is. And that way I can go and maximize my time elsewhere, or we can mm -hmm. both train somebody and then they can, you know, and that's how you really scale that operation. This is such a great opportunity. I, and, and I'm really excited that you're a fresh two-year-old business um, because really this podcast, and I was talking about it with my wife earlier. I was like, you know, I was thinking the other day, uh, Mario encouraged me to listen to some of my first episodes that were, you know, nearly four years old now. And I was trying to think of who I created this podcast for. And that sounds funny, but, you know, life goes on and we get distracted yeah. and you kind of forget what your mission was. And when I created this podcast, I was like, let's just say I was 35. Well, I was thinking of myself a decade prior because at 25 in 2008, I got my license. I got married. And I had all this installation knowledge, you know, I didn't know a lot, but I had already been in it close to a decade at that time, you know, eight years. And so I could build showers. I could, you know, I knew proper methods, but I didn't know squat about business. So that was, that was who I had in mind when I created this. So I'm, I'm really curious to dig into your two year journey now. Um, yeah. 
you know, what, I don't know. I'm just going to kick it off with just like one random question here. Like what has been the most difficult thing for you in the last two years for starting your business? Scheduling. Okay. <laughs> Figuring out how long it takes me to mm. actually do things. I want to think I can prep a bathroom in a day. Not the way I do it. You know what I mean? Not the right, not the first off, not the right way to do it. Cause I try to do everything by the book. That's how I sell myself. I, um, and you know, things come up in construction, the walls way more out. You forget the planer at home. And, you know, now I use a different system, but I should start adding more time to my estimates, which I'm getting a little bit better at. Mm -hmm. um, then also when I started throwing out like real numbers, you know, when I, when I first started, so New Jersey is one of the more, more expensive places to live, right. In one of the more expensive States. Um, and this the county I live in and the county right next to it are always in the top two, like richest, wealthiest counties in the country. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, in a very, I'm very fortunate to be living in the area I'm, I'm living um, for what I'm trying to build. Right. Um, but it's also expensive to live around here. So um, I remember now some people, this might be a big leap to them, but I was starting out trying to um, sell myself for $500 a day. Mm. Now, no, it did not work uh, for my brother and I. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I started work. I got a whole bunch of jobs. I got some um, experience under my belt working with a contractor in, uh, in the area. And he gave me a few jobs. And um, But I quickly learned that, like, it's just that was not enough to actually build what I'm trying to build. You know, um, maybe if I had more consistent work. Um, but I, I'm also, like I said, trying to sell myself as the, the detail-oriented um, knowledgeable, um, seat, you know, certified tile installer in the area. I'm the only one within, I mean, maybe it's a 15 mile radius. Um, there might, there's like two guys about 20 miles away, but I don't, yeah. Um, so once I started like pumping my numbers up and putting out that number was a big, like, it was a weird feeling like, you know, getting to, and then if it got if it got declined a couple of times, to have the confidence to keep putting out those those types of numbers. And I'm seeing everybody, you know, uh, Tile Money Facebook groups and Tile Geeks, all, all of them, you know, um, Global Tile Policy, all of them, uh, where people do talk about the business end of it. And I see some of the numbers that was very that helped me um, inspire more confidence in myself with putting out the numbers. I know other people are getting more than what I'm trying to sell myself as. Um, Nice. So that was another, another one of those things. So between like the scheduling and then also like raising my prices, those were the two things that kind of uh, were hard. That and bookkeeping. I'm finally not a bookkeeper. It's worth it. <laughs> and I thought it was gonna be so much more expensive than it, than it actually was. Like, don't get right. me wrong. It's, you know, it's a good amount of money, but it saves me so much time. And, you know, she, her and I laugh about it all the time. The, um, how I thought I was doing pretty good with my books and it was horrendous. It's she's, been working on them for a couple months to clean up for last year's, you know, all those books. I thought, I, um, I thought I'm, um, the way I put was putting it into the, um, software. I thought I had made almost 200 grand last year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, where's all that money? <laughs> you know, there's not even close, you right. know, just in sales. Right. Like, I mean, it was in my first year, first full year of business. Like, and I'm like, I was walking around, I was talking to my brother-in-law. I remember I was like, dude, I think I made 200 grand in sales, but I don't know where the money went. You know, like I bought a van, but like it was used, very used. Um, <laughs> turns out I did not make 200. Right, right. 
<laughs> but now, now we're now we're getting on track with everything, and I don't have to worry about if I'm putting it into if I'm going to get screwed with my taxes at the end of the year. You know, I know it's going to be right, and that's a huge relief. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you remember how you got your first client outside of somebody from the contractor that you were working with? Let's see, first client probably from a tile shop. Okay. I went to all my local tile suppliers and I introduced myself and I explained, you know, that I want to be this person, you know, mm-hmm. like I showed them, I brought the NTCA manual with me and I was like, look, like this is how I do things. Um, and I gave them all my cards, you know, and I tried to uh, create some branding for myself. You know, I got all the like different shirts made, the logo, yeah. all that fun stuff. Um, I walked in there and tried to look like and talk like I knew what I was doing. Right. <laughs> and I got a few jobs out of that. And, you know, yeah. they've all been great. I've been very fortunate with that. Um, and like I, we talked about in the business mastermind, uh, my, some of my biggest jobs have been from um, my reps, mm. honestly, going and doing all the free training and getting to know my reps um, have landed me the biggest jobs and best connections I've got to date. Honestly. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I mean, it's all about relationships and business and, you know, I mean, yeah. building more relationships right in the industry or even ones that touch on the industry or even local business owners. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's where it's at. You know, I got a, uh, I went to the farmer's market. I've been wanting to get into, uh, I've been wanting to go through the process of epoxy floor coating and and mm-hmm. um you know spartaco you know uh with latacrete they have a, um an opportunity where they basically do an on-the-job training so i went you know to the farmer's market and i'm talking to an entrepreneur over there he grows mushrooms well i like to eat gourmet mushrooms you know i like good mushrooms in my eggs and on my burger and you know i just it's part of my <laughs> diet but I'm talking to him about his mushrooms. He says, yeah, we're expanding, you know, we're growing and, and we got this brand new building. We're doing this and that. And he's like, you know, and I'm like, oh, where are you at? So I start talking about construction, obviously, you know, my background. And he's like, well, we need a floor, you know, and I'm like, well, what do you want to do? He's like, I want to power wash it. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, how about an epoxy floor, you know? And so now I'm lining up a little epoxy job for myself to cool. get some on the job training, some free training on the job training you know um and he's gonna benefit from it and i'm building that connection and you know it's just little things like that i did want to circle back real quick um to scheduling have you found a solution to your scheduling difficulties because this is very common it was very common for me it's probably common for grant like you know our eyes are bigger than our mouth you know (laughs) when it comes to eating and when business it's often the same like i can get this done in three days Three weeks later, it's like, oh, I really screwed that one up. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, I mean, just with time, I'm learning how much longer it's taking me. Um, But I know I, I, we discussed it the other, other week of the mastermind. I need to start writing down everything. You know, I still haven't, Mm -hmm. um, but I think now I'm thinking about it every single day. I'm like, I need to get in the car and just take a couple notes. I know it'll take 30 seconds, especially once I get into the swing of it. But here's another thing I'm looking at is like, I know my brother is actually very good at taking notes and I'm trying to see that, you know, like I have a bunch of like really close friends. I'd love to get involved in the business and family. And I try to see what their strong suits are and where they would benefit and do well in the company. Like my, like I said, my brother, I always think about this. He's very good at taking notes. He loves taking out a notepad. He has a $40 pen and he likes <laughs> to write, like he just enjoys writing, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I've been meaning to talk to him about like, 
trying to write down what we do every day. Because I know yeah, he'd be yeah. good at it. He would enjoy it. And that's one less thing I would have to do because it's not something I'm good at. It's something I enjoy doing, right? So, and then I would give him more responsibility, which means I could then pay him a little more, right? And the more he learns, the better he gets the things, the more he can get paid. Um, so, really, it's just with time, I've learned that. And I'm also, like, very, very open, like I said, was saying, with my clients. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I tell them what's going on. I'm uh, with any future potential clients. I tell them, Hey, look, I'm on a bathroom. It's hard for me to be ex- um, super exact with when I'll be done with it. Because it's just a two man crew and stuff comes up in construction. Um, and I'll say, look, here's a tentative date. You know, then as we get closer, I start talking to them. I go, Hey, look, you know, we'll be one more week or two more days or depending on what it is. Like, uh, you know, if I'm doing a full bathroom remodel, I, I used to think it would, I used to say two weeks. Now I know it's more like four you know, um, and then, uh, what was the other one? Oh, I also am learning uh, to now have like a backsplash on the back burner, you know, or like a, a one or two where I just tell them when they call, like, Hey, you know, I'm right now I'm currently booked out to like November. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. And, um, and I'll say that when people call say, Hey, you know, if they're asking, looking for a backsplash, I go, Hey, well, what's the, um, urgency on it? Do you have any events coming up where you need it done by a certain day? Um, if not, um, here's my schedule. And then I explain like, look in construction, it happens all the time where the sheet rockers need to come in and I'll be sitting for four days. Right. Well, mm-hmm. I'll, if that, if I find out that's going to be happening, I'll give you a phone call and then set it up and we can come in and put that backsplash in for you. And it's been a great response so far. I've got one or two on the back burner for when that happens, nice. you know, and, um, it's something I just learned in the past couple of weeks because I was in a situation where the sheet rockers came in and I sat for a week and a half and I was like, I, you know, I was getting phone calls like crazy the week prior. And I was telling them I can't do anything because I'm booked down to November. Uh-huh. One of them was a super ornate, beautiful backsplash that I wish I said exactly uh-huh. that to them, you know, and uh-huh. now, so now there's a, a hot tip for some new business owners is always mm-hmm. have a backsplash on the back burner. You know, <laughs> that's a good days when you'll sit and a backsplash you can throw in and, you know, two days, you know, most of the time, nice. you know, not sit at home. That's a great tip. That's yeah. a really, really good tip. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. What's been your, what's been your biggest win, you know, so far in two years? I mean, what do you feel really proud about or what makes you, you know, really ecstatic? Getting my CTI. Got it. You know, so like I was saying, when I was in the union, I was a, I was a finisher. Um, I grouted and I made all the cut. I would mark all the, and mark and make all the cuts in front of my uh, mechanics. You know, so I was literally doing everything except for putting the tile on the wall or floor. So when I only ever had like one or two side jobs when I was in the union. So quite frankly, I didn't start installing tile until I started my company like full time. Okay. So the fact that I passed my CTI within that first year. And, you know, honestly, one of the, one of the requirements for the CTI is to be a full-time, um, full-time tile setter for about two years, I believe, uh, is one of the requirements. And so I wasn't going to do it. I was going to wait two until I was installing for two full years. So I was like, no, that's, you know, that's the requirements. That's what you need to do. And I want to keep the, um, dignity. It might be a good word of the test. Um, and I went to, uh, we have a New Jersey tile installers dinner, which is actually coming up, uh, next week. We're, we're having that. Yeah. A monthly thing or what? Uh, it, I wish it was, um, right. um, but no, it's, uh, okay. once a year about we okay. do it. And, you know, like 
the Flash is there, Ken Balin, Jim Seagos, you know, Anthony Ritz, nice. even though he's from Pennsylvania, we don't really like them too much. <laughs> he comes over with three brothers, Kyle, you know, like there's a lot of, you know, Shannon, Shannon Huff's liquor comes. She's a New Jersey gal. Sure. Um, there's a ton of awesome setters in New Jersey and they all come and it's a great time. Yeah. And I was talking to, uh, I believe it was Jim Seagos and I was telling him exactly that. Like, I want to wait to take my CTI until I've been in the song for two years. And he's like, dude, you own a tile installation company. <laughs> He's like, that's not meant for you. That's meant for companies trying to get all their helpers. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, um, so he's like, just sign up and take it. So I signed up and I passed, you know, and wow. it's been great. Um, yeah, that that tile installed dinner is, is a wonderful thing. You know, you make some great connections and stuff. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. And probably mm-hmm. Donnie. Donnie's over there too, right? Donnie, um, yeah. That, no, exactly. Donnie yeah. from our mastermind. He's over yeah. there as well. Yeah, it's where we first met last year. And he told me about, um, uh, we were talking about, crms and he sent me less annoying crm yeah um, that's the one that he uses and um yes yeah, where i met him and you know like uh i learned that he was having a, a little bit of a slowdown period so i've been sent all my phone calls that they don't want to wait for me have been going to him him and like a couple other installers that i know in the area that have had some openings in their schedule um that's another thing i try to do um is since my schedule, I'm out until, like I said, until November. If I get calls from people who don't want to wait, I have three, three phone numbers that I give them. I said, look, these are respectable tile installers that I would trust in my home without me there. Mm. Give them a call, right. you know, and that just, I try to assure that confidence in the, in the client before they even make the phone call. So that way they feel better about, you know, hiring these people. Yeah. yeah. And so I try to do that. That's great. Yeah, it's great to embrace that competition like that and share, you know, back yeah. so many people are cutthroat and it's like there's plenty for every no matter what industry it is. It's like, come on, guys, we're Absolutely. all in this together. Yeah, that's yeah. what's beautiful about what, you know, Luke's doing with Tile Money and people are coming together, sharing ideas, even if they're competition, it doesn't matter. There's so there's so many different avenues for work and people, you know, and connections. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, and you at the end of the day, you want to do right by the customer, right? Which is exactly. I'm going to give you, you good know. people. I want to, I want to, I, I say it all the time. Like I want to bring dignity back to the trades. Yeah. You know, that's like part of what I'm trying to do. And, um, the, there's so much work, man. And there's so much bad work that I'm going to, if I know somebody's good and does a good job, I yeah. want them doing it. Yeah. So that way they can kind of, hopefully, I mean, I, there's a market for everything, right? Not everyone can afford a very, you know, expensive shower, nicely t- tiled, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that there's a market for everything, but I'm hoping that by, you know, getting more people certified and are at least knowledgeable about the NTCA and like the proper methods and standards of doing things that we can just bring the entire trade up by doing that, you know, and see less and less of these failed showers. I feel so bad for customers when I get a phone call that they just got a you know a shower installed in the past couple months and it's already leaking. Yeah. Or, you know, they just had to fire the tile installer because they looked up online. There's no waterproofing and the tiles all jacked up and they're asking me, like, can I come in and help? And I'm like, I, I, I'm booked out right now. There's nothing I can do, you know, but here's some phone numbers of guys that you can't, that can't yeah. help. And so, you know, like I said, there's just so much work, man. There's no need to try to hog it. I don't want it all. You know, like yeah. I, I have, like I said, I have a very busy life. I do a lot of things outside of work. Um, and I try to keep it that way, you know, uh, I try, like, I try to keep my weekends free because mm-hmm. I know like we were like the, um, podcast you just did with, I, I forget his, I can't think of his name. Um, uh, Nathan. I, I was going to, that's what Carol? I was saying. Yes, Nathan. Exactly. 
you got to make sure you aren't working seven days a week. I mean, look, it's okay every once in a while. I know it's easy to get into that rut and then it feels like it's okay. Like you, you feel like you're perfectly fine doing it, but you get burnt out quick, man. I was doing that once we were doing 10 or yeah, 10, 10 or 12 hour days, seven days a week for like three months in the union. Yeah. I mean, the money was wonderful, but good money, dude, it was couldn't enjoy it. I had no life. Yeah. No, I had no life. And that's not the type. That's part of the reason I wanted to um, start my own business is to be able to go, enjoy life you know there's just so much to do out there that i don't want to be working my entire life right yeah yeah so work work to live don't live to work right that's how it is precisely precisely yep and everybody's uh version of success is different too which i think a lot of people have a hard time understanding that Mm -hmm. for me i see success as just being happy yeah you know what i mean and in my opinion being happy is i don't want to worry about what i order for dinner uh when i'm out to eat yeah. You know what I mean? I want to make sure the bills are paid. And like I said, like go on vacation once in a while, nothing crazy, but just not be beholden to normal everyday expenses, which, sure. you know, and that to me, that, and just like friends and family, you know, that's, that's what matters to me. Yeah. Definitely. Nice. I can, I can attest to that too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you like to get up to on the weekends, Dan? Oh, Out of curiosity. So Anything it, you can share on the podcast? <laughs> He does. He's a climber. He's a rock climber. I do so much. Yeah, yeah I have, I have a big rock climber. So uh-huh. um, I like doing that. In fact, uh, we're going out to my girlfriend and I are big rock climbers. Right. And that's what we do whenever we have free time. In fact, um, I'm getting held up tomorrow uh, on the job site. So I'm sending my brother in to finish doing a little bit of waterproofing and start a flood test. And I'm going to go climb the Delaware water gap. Heck yeah. You know, so like I have a day off. I, my business wow. is caught up. I'm going to go climb some 200 foot rocks um so that's one thing i like you know mountain biking uh trail running um you know going to festivals and shows and stuff like that where my girlfriend and i were constant and all of our friends were constantly going to shows um we went on a kayaking camping trip this past weekend down the delaware river um Hmm. so you know spending time with my family i've i'm one of five siblings so yeah um there's just so much to do, especially when it's nice. I when it's cold out, go snowboarding. Um, I, <laughs> this, is, this is fantastic. I mean, this is really, you know, I, and I get asked this question a lot. And that's kind of why I wanted to dive in, you know, a little bit, because a lot of folks have trouble balancing their, their work with their life. Mm-hmm. And, it's you know, not easy. Um, yeah, it's, it's not. I mean, you know, as a contractor, I experienced it with my other business in real estate, property management. I, you know, I mean, property management was, I mean, you're on call basically, you know what I mean? I was a maintenance guy and the manager and, you know, so there's, there's times when it's really difficult, you know, young business, but kudos to you, man. I mean, you're two years in, you're realizing the importance of, you know, at least working some fun into your life, you know, trying your best to preserve your weekends. Like you said, I mean, things happen and we're business owners. I mean, we know how to get it done when we have to get it done, but to make that a, a daily habit, it's not for me um, personally, you know, I have a six-year-old now and, you know, um, when, when she was, when my, when we, when my wife was pregnant, when we found out, I did go into that mode. I went seven days a week for eight yeah. months straight, you know what I mean? So that, because I knew I would be taking a lot of more time off and I did, I took more time than I think most uh, men would be able to take, but that's, you know, again, business owner. I make the rules, you know, you know, exactly, exactly. Um, and that's, what's cool. And, and I think too, like, you know, that you're doing it when you're young and 
you know, uh, before you have kids and stuff, that sets you up to be even, you know, to just keep, you're not going to have to change, you know, you're not going to have to stop working Saturdays because you yeah. you don't, you know? Yeah. I remember, uh, I think it was, you know, one of the podcasts where you said, you know, um, it, you know, it's your company. You, you don't have to work weekends. No one expects you to work weekends, you know? Um, and I feel like that, hearing that was like the click of like, oh yeah, no one expects you to work on weekends. And then it was just like a, um, I just started telling customers, you know, I don't even have to say anything to customers. I just don't right. come in on the weekends and right. they know that they don't expect me to. Yeah. Um, but I say, you know, of course, if there's a deadline or something like that and we need to get done, I have another job starting or whatever it is, I'll come in on a Saturday. If I really need to, I'll come in on a Sunday. Um, I have it set up. So my brother does get overtime. So, um, you know, we have, I, honestly, I don't think we, we've worked, we haven't worked a Saturday in a couple months, I think. Nice. Um, yeah at least if not longer than that i mean really works like i'll run out to a store and grab some material sure sundays i do take sunday mornings my girlfriend she works sundays um so sunday mornings i wake up i have a cup of coffee and i sit there i might do an estimate or two Mm -hmm. um so i guess that is technically working but it's just like that that's where i find my time to be able to do that so that when she gets home we can go to the rock climbing gym or go mountain biking or do whatever we want to do you know so that's, cool. that's how it's been working for me. Sunday mornings are like my estimate time. Yeah, that's good. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Nice quiet time. Coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a big coffee fan, you know. So I just I make like a nice French press or a couple cups of something, some nice coffee beans, grind them up, and yeah, sit there and relax while I do the estimate. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good time. That's good. Yeah, it's great. Good time to work work on the business instead of in it, right? So exactly. Yep. 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 I'm trying to get better at doing that, you know, I'm um, working on the business instead of just in it. So I guess, I, you know, I want to eventually be off the trials. I want to, I'm trying to get like my goal is to not have to work really when I'm like in my fifties, you know? So like with the tile business, I also do and fully intend and will end up working like, like getting like rental properties and mm. investing my money with that because I feel you know, I've been investing in the stock market for a long time now. Um, nothing crazy, but you know, just a little bits here and there and it adds up. But in my opinion, even the professionals in the stock market get it wrong all the time. Right. You know, and there is just a, a clear, like beaten path on how to build passive income via rental properties or real right. estate. You know right. what I mean? And there's tons of people, there's forums and websites you can go to that were just kind of like tile money where people are willing to help and tell you exactly what to do and how to do it. Yeah. yeah. Bigger so that's pockets, how I yeah. want to like, invest my money once I, you know, start building up some more capital. And, um, I don't want, I just, not that I'm going to s- just stop working. I'll never stop working really. Cause I enjoy what I do, but, um, I don't want to have to, yeah. and I also want to set that up for like my friends and family, you know, anyone who wants to like come into it and like, it's my brother, you know what I mean? I, you know, I, like, when I talk to him, I tell him like, look, when you're managing the jobs, you know what I mean? I don't want him on his knees forever. Yeah. And it's just, it's going to be a cycle, you know? Yeah. And I want that. I want to, uh, make careers for my employees, not just jobs. Nice. You know, like, like you've talked about, like keeping employees, you know, just pay them well, give don't give them reasons to leave, you right. know, give them a nice work environment. You know, that's what I want to do. Like I said, bring dignity back to the trades, that's really you know, cool. by doing that. Yeah. That's so awesome. One step at a time, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Come all, all that comes back to freedom, right? It's not like you don't want to be holding to the money or else you're, yep. yeah, that's, that's smart rather yeah. than investing 
you know, liabilities, cars, et cetera. You put it. Yeah, in exactly. Like a car is not an investment. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like a lot of people think that are like buying a personal home is not an investment. Yeah, no, it's Assets, not. It's, or it's yeah, not. It's a liability. Actually, it's a liability. That's what I'm saying. Yes, it's a liability. Yeah. Yeah, rich dad, poor dad. You know, yeah. yep. Right there. You know? Kiyosai, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly, man. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's really cool that you have goals to invest your tile money, you know, mm-hmm. back into you know uh, retirement por- portfolios or you know long term strategies for wealth building. Um, do you mm-hmm. have any other? You know, what is your vision for your company itself? I mean, you know, where would you like to take the tile side of things? You know, by like you say, by the time you're 50, you know, you'd like to be off your knees and, you know, more or less running the business, I imagine. Is that yeah. kind of what you imagine? Is that what you're going for? Tell me about the future. You know, you, you seem like somebody who thinks in decades and long term strategy. I'd, Absolutely. I'd love, yeah. So um, I. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I part of another reason I started the company, like I constantly see it and tell myself. And I see it in everybody else where you could either start something right now and have five years experience in five years or in five years be telling yourself, man, I wish I started five years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and that's part of the reason I just said, screw it and started my company, yeah. you know, cause I knew like in five years, I'll have five years experience owning a company and you know, it, that's how things work. So, um, what I want to do with the company is, Almost kind of, I don't know if you know, uh, Anthony Ritz, Three Brothers Tile. Sure. Right. Um, that's a pretty good example of what I want to do where he's got, I forget how many, I think he has six guys working for him. If I remember okay. correctly, he takes on one at a time. He builds them up and he, you know, gets them tested and CTI certified. Um, and then he takes on another one once it, you know, business picks up, but slow and steady. And to the point where I was talking to him at the dinner or maybe where did I see him last? I forget if it was at my CTI test actually, or he was there. Um, and he told me he did like 60 showers this past year, yeah. you know, and um, all of it. If you look at any of his work, man, he's starting to just gorgeous stuff. And all of it is like two code. He's got six guys and he's got just a very, from the looks of it and from what I've heard and seen and spoke to him about, he's got a very like sound company. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm going for. I, I, don't everybody, you know, you and other contractors I talk to don't grow too fast. I, you know, all these phone calls I've been fielding, I could bring in some people and that quality is just going to drop. That is not what I want, you know? So that's why I'm telling people, I'm sorry, I can't, but here's some other um, installers I recommend. Um, There'll always be, yeah, there'll always be more work, right? I mean, exactly, man. I mean, I know like, you know, people talk about the potential upcoming recession, whatever happens, happens. You know, we're going to take it in stride and do whatever we can. Um, I'm fortunate I don't have a whole lot of overhead. I uh, My rent is pretty cheap for where I live. I rent a cottage on the property that my family owns, right? So I'm fortunate in that way right now. Um, I've almost bought a house a few times, and I'm kind of glad I didn't. Mm. Because if I did, I don't know if I'd still – if I'd be where I am with my company right now. You know, sure. so there's a few things that have just fallen into place that have helped me be able to – um, build the company. Really, you know, I just want to keep doing that. Just keep building the company, make it super, just like super steady and almost like recession proof. You know, I want a recession proof company where like we are known as the guys that you want to call when you want the job done right. Yeah, that's and, 
really it. And the thing about it, it sounds like you play in the higher end market. The thing about playing yes. in that is that those people have money. doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> dude, dude, the, my old boss, um, <laughs> he did these, you know, like 17, the, he said the biggest house he did was 17 people bathrooms. I think there's one or two dog shit bathroom showers in there, but 17 wow. bathrooms in the one house that I think wow. he, he told like Oprah Winfrey bit on it. You know, um, Richard Branson has a house in the next town over from me. It's like that that level stuff. Now, I've also yeah. heard, though, that I've heard from a few people that you almost don't want to get into the too high-end market sure. where you're working for all these people because they're not there. You know, like part of what I love about the, doing this is I get to know my community. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, and I haven't had too many town uh, jobs in, the, in my town only like a couple in the town next to me have been, I've been traveling a little bit, but I'm trying to get that a little more honed in tighter. Sure. Exactly. But I get to like those few jobs. Like I'm getting to know my neighbors, nice. you know, that's another big part of thing that I love about being a business owner. And um, I believe it was on this pod, your podcast where I heard somebody say, you know, he was talking to a lawyer and they said that the lawyer was jealous of him because he knows the entire community, you know, he goes right. to right. homes and that's where they are. Um, like they're, they are themselves most when they're in their own environment. Right. And so that's where you get to know the people, you know, and um, it's just nice. You know, I've been very fortunate. I've had some amazing customers so far. I don't really have any complaints at all, actually. You know, um, it's been it's been good so far. You know, life life's great. That's yeah, awesome. awesome. Yeah. Right. I love it, man. It sounds like you're on a, on a really great role. You, you've thought some things out. You're investing back in, into yourself and, and your business and really watching your money, you know, and I, I, you know, you're right with the real estate, um, the way it is and, and the uncertainty. But the funny thing is like, I, I think it was in the mastermind, we were talking about investing in real estate and I know mm-hmm. Keith Barnett shared his, you know, strategies where, how he's been able to do that with his tile money you know, um, and I, we were talking about, uh, the, the amount of work that the mortgage, uh, brokers right now have, and mm-hmm. they are working overtime writing, um, reverse mortgages or just loans, um, for people, uh, wealthy or other who are just s- smart in that way, because interest rates are going up, up, up as fast as they can. So like if, if I own a house that's worth five, you know, half a million dollars and I, you know, I have a hundred grand in equity, I might go pull that out just to, to have at my disposal or to start planning for my 2024 remodel because I know things are going to be a little bit discounted, but I still got that money. So, you know, this is kind of what I'm wanting to, you know, in part here for the audience listening is look, you know, mortgage, you know, and, and maybe you can speak on this, Dan, and I, I know I want to wrap this up. I want to be respectful of your time. We're coming up on an hour, but I'm curious to know, like, places where you look for your information because you're such a positive guy. I know you're not watching CNN. I know, I know you're, I know, I know you're digging into other, Never. You know, other financial, maybe news sources yeah. or, you know, watching the real estate market. But I wanted to say, you know, uh, and then you can jump in. I wanted to just say, like, look, you know, People are still going to be spending money and they're taking money now to spend next year because it's uh, it's at a discount today versus what's coming. So they're 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 building their monies up. You know, um, that's what I understand in here. Like where where do you get your financial news or um, things that will help you, you know, invest or just keep 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 an eye on the market? I mean, you said you're in the 
in the stock market and stuff? I mean, yeah. where, where would you recommend people look for that? So like you said, I don't, I mean, quite frankly, I don't watch any news period. Sure. I am by myself much happier that way because yeah. you know, the news is blood cells that's, right. and that's all they report on in my opinion. And there's no two news channels that say the same story, you know, so why would I trust one over the other? That's how I yeah. view it. I'm, yeah. But I'm not going to get into any of my political sure. beliefs because that's yeah. not what this is about. Right. So um, if, if something big happens, I hear about it. You know, if something important happens, I'll hear about it through whatever. But um, as far as the financial information, I'm fortunate. I have a cousin who works for Merrill Lynch or he actually, he did. He just recently retired. But when it comes to stock market information, I, at first I would just kind of, on a whim, I would invest in like ETFs. Those who don't know what an ETF is, an ETF is kind of like you're buying a percentage of a whole bunch of stocks. So you like, for instance, there's an ETF called QQQ. And that's one that my cousin has recommended I invest in. Now, this is not any financial advice whatsoever. I'm not saying it's going to go up or down. I do not know. That is the stock market. That's Nobody knows. I'm Nobody knows. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows. So I just want to clarify that right uh, but as an example the qqq tracks the top 50 nasdaq companies right so the top 50 companies on the nasdaq which is one of the um big stock market things changes yeah, uh, yeah exactly and now what they're uh, managed i forget i don't know exactly how they're all figured out like there'll be each company will get like a different percentage of your money but basically it takes the average of all those companies and it goes up or down based on that. Got it. So I highly recommend anyone that wants to go into the stock market, uh, invest their money is buy ETFs. You know what I mean? Invest in multiple companies, not don't put all of your money into Apple, Google, or any, any singular company at first do ETFs. It's called diversification, right? So that's just one way to help diversify. You can do that with foreign stock markets. You can invest in foreign ETFs versus American uh, domestic stocks. Um, but, and I've made the mistake where <laughs> for those that don't know, there's a company, Tesla, maybe you've heard of it, right? Uh -huh. uh, my, when I first started investing, I remember I put like $90. I used a, uh, one, there's a, there are apps that you can use where you can invest like you don't have to buy a full stock. You could you can invest in dollar sure. into a company, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, think I invested like $90 into Tesla like four or five years ago. And all of my other stocks were doing like pretty good. And Tesla was negative like $9, right, from when I bought it. I freaked out and sold it. <laughs> well, for those that don't know, I think I forget what it was trading at, at that point, but it like quintupled Whoa. from the time since I bought it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Maybe it was trading at a hundred dollars and now it's at like five yeah. or six, you know? So that's why you don't want to invest in like one singular company. Uh, you want to invest in like ETFs and buy a whole bunch of stuff. Once you have like a good amount of money, you kind of get the hang of it and you, you're not worried about losing that. Let's just say a hundred dollars. Yeah. That's when you could take that hundred dollars and maybe invest in a company that you personally think will do well. That's the thing is like, I mean, I don't really read much financial news. Like I said, I do talk to my cousin, which is, you know, that's an in for me, but not that often, you know, and I, um, I kind of have my stuff set up on, um, oh, what's it called? Like, um, auto draft. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So, so like I use a 
specific investing company, you know, I'm not promoting anything, but, um, and in that company, I just put in like, I'm, you know, I'm this age, I'm investing for, you know, the time I'm 45 and I'm, I'm kind of risk averse. I don't mind if my stuff drops down because I know I'm young enough that it will come back up. That's how the stock market works. Historically, that's what it does. So by setting those parameters, it automatically, like I just put money into that account and it'll automatically like move it around for me. And it's done pretty good so far. I mean, right now the stock market dropped like crazy, so it's probably negative. But I also do this wonderful thing where I don't look at it. Right. <laughs> you know, long I term. Long term. Yeah. Now it's I ha- I probably haven't looked at it in two weeks because I know the market's down. I know I'm just gonna get like freaked out, so I just don't even look. Yeah. You know, and that's just the thing is I've learned to set it and forget it. And it's kind of nice. Like it's another thing that's helped me with my company is that um because I was in the union for a while. Like I know I have that money there. I haven't had to touch it yet. I've come close to it and certain like different dips and stuff like that. And the ebb and flow of owning a business. Um, but I haven't had to touch it yet, but mm-hmm. having that there is a nice like mental thing. Like I know I'll be able to eat and pay my bills. Right. Right. So that's one thing that's helped me without that. I don't know if I still have this company. I might be working back in the union again, you know? So yeah. Before you venture out on your own, try to have some money saved up unless you really need to. You know what I mean? Right. There's different circumstances. I don't know everyone's circumstance. I don't claim to. Um, but it's definitely nice having a little bit of money, nothing crazy uh, yeah. Yeah. before trying to go out on your own. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so, sound advice. And and thanks for sharing about the stock market too. I mean, I learned yeah. I learned some stuff just in the last <laughs> five, 10 minutes. So that was- Yeah, that nothing was crazy. Beneficial. I just ETFs or just, like I said, or bonds, you know, just like- yeah low low risk things where yeah you can diversify easily i like that i like that mm-hmm. well i think that's yeah. it for me grant did you have one last question for dan or dan did you have a question for either of us um are there any any suggestions you guys might have for things that i might obviously you don't know my company fully in depth yet in the mastermind group we'll get to know each other a heck sure. of a lot more over the next coming mm-hmm. months which, by the way, anyone listening, I do highly recommend the mastermind group when it becomes available again. It has been wonderful. It's just a small group of us that do a Zoom meeting and um, just talk business, man. And there's just some brilliant minds in there. And um, you get to just bounce your ideas off of 15 people, you know, or just any problems you're having. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Dan. Appreciate yeah, having of you course. there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's one. I love it. I love it. Yeah. There's no replacement for having a group of people together that are going through the same thing, or somebody ahead of you that's already been through it, or vice versa. It's like you can't beat that, no matter what mm-hmm. what you're in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, but oh, the question was, um, do you have any maybe suggestions or things that you think would benefit my company or in any way? Small little things. I think you're on the right track. Did you did you say you went and got the less annoying CRM set up or no? I need to set up a CRM. That <clears throat> I, I would say that you know will help you with some of your. Um, I think less annoying even does scheduling. Maybe not. Yeah, we actually built an integration for one of our Happy Tile guys from the website to a less annoying CRM, so right. it feeds automatically. Yeah, so, yes. so we can link really? that if if you yeah. wanted to get that going. You know, we could definitely okay. link that for you that way when they land on your website and it says like schedule a call with Dan and input yeah. your information that way they're inputting their information. Then you already have an address, you know, That's phone number, beautiful. you know, any I mean? of those little like add-ons on happy tile guy. I'm, <laughs> I want them. I want them all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I know that is what's going like you've when the market, cause it's going to happen eventually, whenever the right. market goes down, 
you need to have that presence. Right. You know, like you guys, that's the discussion you guys had in a former podcast. So I won't go into it. But yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. That's why, like, even though, you know, I, I get phone calls, I don't, I try very hard to respond to all of them. I'm not mm-hmm. great. I do. There are some that slip through the cracks, but right. um, I don't want those calls to slow down ever. You know, yeah. as much as I don't like my phone going off all the time, I know it's a good thing for the business. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I know it's, I want that to maintain even in, slow times you know so i want definitely to um get that website churning i know it's a it's a it's a process right like you were saying the white glove service um (laughs) right uh it's it's a a time time thing it takes time to really build up and get that online presence and everything yeah i think the crm's huge like luke was saying having a basically a rolodex of past clients and things like that um I, i know a lot of small businesses don't in general do that one or some kind of any type of email, you can call it email marketing, but more or less, you know, updates, you could be sharing new projects you've done that a past client sees or somebody that was potentially going to work with you. And they say, Oh, that bathroom looks awesome. I want that. They contact you, right? People don't, things go cold. And then, you know, somebody might reach out now and not be ready for three years, but they might not remember you unless there's somebody to keep in touch. Right. But this is, this is advice for, for everybody, which is something Luke and I have talked about extensively. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right yeah, I, Thanks, think, I, I think just keeping in touch, you know, because um, like Grant said, maybe they're not ready today or maybe they have a change of circumstances. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the CRMs help us keep in touch with potential clients or even past clients. You know, we all know that those past clients are some of the best clients we could ever work for, mm-hmm. yep. you know, if they're hiring you again. But again, I've had I've had clients tell me multiple times we loved our last tile guy. And I'm curious, where is he? I would say like, where is he? Like something, something's not adding up, you know, you know, you're buying a new house in the same town every time. You know what? We don't remember his first name. We don't remember his company name. We lost his business card. Okay. Okay. Opportunity, opportunity, keep in contact, you know, and that's, and that's really the the CRM. I I just popped over to Google. I mean, you've got 16 five-star reviews, so you're knocking it out there. I mean, you're doing yeah. so many right things. It's hard to give you advice, but like you say, as we get to know each other, you know, but that was the first thing on my mind was the CRM, you know, keep it, okay. keep it in contact with these people. Yeah. What type, what, what do you leave for people when you're done? Do you leave anything like magnet, t-shirt, something no. like that? Cool. So okay. that's a good point is I did want to, I, and you know, it's funny. I even ordered like a ton of all different size t-shirts because that's yeah, one thing yeah, I want to yeah. do is like, and I did do it with one of my recent clients. Um, the one that's going to be, I'm going to uh, be featured in a magazine soon, but nice. it's going, um, it needs to be professionally photographed and stuff like that. So that's yeah. going to happen, but they were some of my favorite clients. So like, we still talk, we, we were planning on going out to dinner and like going oh, and awesome. doing stuff together. Like they're cool people, you know, like they're yeah. fun. And uh, I gave them some shirts. Um, and that is one thing I do plan to do is leave me a shirt with people and then I did get a whole bunch of stickers made um, of just like, where is it? On that side, just like the logo, yeah. right? And I gave them to a whole bunch of like friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I give, I got a whole bunch of beanies and the marketing, right? Like I'm trying yeah. to yeah. create Branding, yeah. Branding, that's it, branding. Yeah. And, um, I need to start like doing stuff like that or get like a card made, like the police leave a review card because a lot of those 15 reviews, 16 reviews, most of them are from last year. I haven't really gotten any this year. Okay. Everyone... And like, you know, so everybody changed? says they'll happily leave a review. Yeah. People get busy. You know, was, yeah. 
I was, was going to say following up. I was going to say one of the easiest things to do for that is because people don't know how to like they get overwhelmed. There's too much. Like if you just make a card, you leave. If it's like a door hanging type card that says step one, scan this QR code. You link that directly to Google. Step two, mm-hmm. leave an honest, leave honest feedback. Step three, like thank you very much. That's it. Like literally right. give people the steps. Input in parentheses just should take thirty to sixty seconds. Hope you know what's funny? You just reminded me that months ago I made like a template on my notes that yeah. said like, Oh dear, Mr. Mrs. X, Y, Z, you know, thank you so much for like working. It's been wonderful. You know, yeah. if you wouldn't mind please leave me a review for the company. It helps out so much as a small local company. The reviews help tremendously. Mm. And I put the links to like three different like review, like the Google, the Facebook, and I think next door. Nice. Um, and I, I forgot I did that until just now when you said that. So like I could just like literally send that to, you know, customize it to each client. Right. right. By doing things like that, like for my estimating, I have a whole like word document of just like the, the regular phrases, you know, like flatten and plumb walls to within NTCA standards. Mm-hmm. And so I can just copy and paste. It's made my estimating much faster right. because it's basically the same thing. Almost every time you customize right. a little bit here and there, but mm-hmm. so That's I try awesome. to do stuff like that. In my notes as well. Yeah. There you go. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, Dan, listen, it's been a pleasure having you on. Yes. Thank you for sharing, you know, your journey, you know, here with everybody. Um, If you want to check Dan out, you know, he's got that happy tile guy website, cascotile.com. It's really a nice looking website. You can check it out see kind of how he's got his laid out. And where else can people find you, Dan? Are you on TikTok or where, where are you at? I'm absolutely not on TikTok. I refuse to download it. (laughs) (laughs) I am on, uh, you know, Instagram and and Facebook, Casco Tile, um, you know, and through, yeah, I'd say Casco Tile. It's pretty plain and simple. Um, Luckily, there's no other ones in the nation. So, yeah. Yeah, Your branding's awesome. I love your logo. Yeah, it's all. Oh, thank you. That was a, um, where do you do it? Freelancer.com is what I yeah, used. And I did awesome. a uh, crowdsourcing is how yeah, it got nice. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Right on, Dan. Thanks, guys. It was awesome. Thanks that again. Was to do this, of course. All right. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed it. I think really what sums up Dan's motto and, and that whole inter- interview was something he said inside the uh, episode was to bring dignity back to the trades. And I know that's something that a lot of my audience is really working towards. And I want to encourage y'all to continue working towards it. You know, as, as there's less and less workers in the field and, and through the coming years, it will become more and more evident. And the fact of the matter is most people are um, attempting to attract and, and work towards the easiest customers, which are the, the price-based shoppers. So those of you listening to this podcast can raise your prices and, and provide a more value really is what you're doing by, by saying we're going to be the high price contractor. You know, like I say, that's to provide more value to your clients in the long run, which brings dignity back to the trades ultimately. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed that one, Tile Friends, and I hope you enjoyed getting to know Dan a little bit. Go give him a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Go check out his website. It's a gorgeous website. And uh, we're going to put the links to the books mentioned in the show notes here and, and all that good stuff. So have a, have a great week, Tile Friends, and stay positive. And above all else, please, please, please stay profitable, Tile Friends. Over and out. We'll talk to you next week.